In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Good News for the City, the broadcast radio partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC. My name is Brian Bales, and I have the privilege, as always, to be your host for this show. And every time we're on this show, we talk about this truth. It's the gospel. It's the gospel that actually makes a way, not many other things that we might think of. And that's true no matter where you find yourself, whether you find yourself in your car, whether you find yourself at work, whether you find yourself somewhere near WAVA Radio, or whether you find yourself on a Sunday at Christian Fellowship Church in Hashburn, Virginia, where I happen to be the lead pastor. It is always about the gospel. Well, this is what it says in the book of Matthew chapter 25. It's, it's a parable, a story told by Jesus that you might be familiar with, but here it is in verse 14 to 16. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away, He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. Now, there's a whole lot more to that parable. I encourage you to read in Matthew chapter 25. But this passage is the beginning of what's called the parable of the talents, one of those parables that Jesus tells to his disciples on the Mount of Olives. And today, as we hear about a ministry named after this parable called Five Talents that incorporates lessons by working to create strong, sustainable communities in areas of extreme poverty— I believe that as you hear about what God is doing, you yourself is going to be challenged because Five Talents Ministry has been used by God to change the lives of over 1.4 million people. And here to talk about, to us about it today in studio is Sarah Herndon. Sarah, thanks for being here. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, you joined Five Talents back in March of 2019, so that brings us somewhere near the four-year mark, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you focus on finding meaningful ways to more deeply involve churches on the local with a partnership to be on mission with Five Talents. Now, your background is really interesting. We'll talk about in a second. Meeting communications, bachelor's degree, media arts and design from James Madison University. So Go Dukes. We, shout out for the Dukes. Yeah, right there. <laughs> uh, senior year, you caught the news bug, uh, which is super interesting. Uh, we could talk about that, but we probably won't. Morning production <laughs> assistant for the ABC affiliate in Harrisonburg. Went on to report, produce, anchor at a small station in Winchester. And then eventually, as only God could do, moved you from here to yeah. an area in Florida where you say you traded in high heels for flip-flops. Uh, this was clearly pre-pandemic because no one wore high heels right now. Yeah, that's exactly right. We just right. wear flip-flops and, uh, and <laughs> some other sort of shoes. for me, too. Exactly. Yes, there's no heels that yeah. ever come out. <laughs> so you work for Week News in sunny southwest Florida. Uh, you moved back to this area a few years later, worked in marketing. But eventually, again, as we said back in 2000. Uh, in 19, you joined the Five Talents team as church engagement, engagement and events coordinator. Uh, you know, you don't 
give up on doing some things behind the microphone as well as <laughs> just off this show. We've already talked about fitness classes and how you work actually at the same gym that I have yeah. a chance to go to. Uh, so we've never run into each other before at that gym. I just want to assume it's because we go at different times, not because I don't go. <laughs> so uh, you are married uh, to your husband. Uh, you, uh, you have Mason ch- and you chase right now a 17 month old. Is that 17 right? month old son? Yes. Yeah, you don't even need to go to the gym if you want. That's right. right. Yes. MJ, he keeps me in shape. You're part of Christ Church Vienna. And you sing there in the worship team. So, again, thanks for being here. One of the things that we commonly do on this show is we kind of ask people how they wound up, where they wound up. Because I think we can listen to people on the radio or podcast or whatever it might be and begin to assume because of what they're doing now, their story's different. Like, oh, they're special people. And, they, and everyone's special from the fact that God loves them and created them in their image. But, oh, I can't do that or I could do this. You've not always done this. In fact, I don't even imagine this would have been part of the plan that you had originally. So how did God sort of guide you from um, a, clearly a beginning part of your career that was successful and good in broadcasting and marketing to then eventually joining what we're going to talk about here, the Five Talents team. Yeah, and I love this question because I actually came to know about Five Talents for the first time through my church, Mm -hmm. my local church, which is how a lot of the men and women who are a part of our programs first heard about Five Talents. So a little connection there off the bat. Uh, But I I loved working in TV news. I had a lot of fun Mm -hmm. uh, in that industry sharing stories was the best part of that job you just yeah. get to meet so many incredible people um, and you have the honor of being able to tell others about the work that they're doing mm-hmm. um, and I think some of the most inspiring and impactful stories that I got to tell was when I was able to meet people who lived in the nonprofit space, worked in the nonprofit space, um, whether it be somebody who had founded that nonprofit or somebody who was benefiting from it. And yeah. it really piqued my interest to that sector. And so it, it quickly became a goal of mine to just want to work in a space where we were really working for a particular mission. And so um, I was at a bit of a crossroads in my career, as you uh, alluded to. I I left the TV news industry. I I shifted into marketing. But all through the midst of this, I was really praying about finding just a mission that I could be excited about and um, one that I really felt God was working in. And so it was, it took a little while, but I'm so grateful that, you know, as I said, at my church, I first heard about Five Talents. Our church is one of their partners. Um, and it just has been such a blessing. And it has really helped me to see how even in your career, whether you work within a church or for a Christian organization or not, um, there are some really wonderful ways that you can be living out the gospel. Yeah, we say it's the gospel that makes a way is a tagline. And mm-hmm. the way that it makes is wherever God has placed you to be who is called. Acts chapter 17, long-time listeners of the show have heard me talk about it at least 12 times with you. Yeah. Years. That is this, you know, God has placed you where you're supposed to be to reach a certain people in a certain way, a certain place. There's no accident. The question is whether right. or not we're going to say yes to what he asked us to say yes for. And eventually your yes left you to, uh, left, led you rather to five talents. And for those people who are like, well, just tell me what five talents is first. <laughs> we're going to get there. But, you know, a lot of us are going to go to www.fivetalents.org. I deeply encourage you to do that to find out more. But talk a little bit. Certainly we alluded to the parable just a moment ago, and we're going to flesh that out some more. But about the five talents organization, mm-hmm. the nonprofit 
you know, what's its mission, ministry? I mean, how does it focus? How to get started? There's a whole lot of things we could talk about, but I'll let you choose. Yeah. So our Ministry Five Talents started about 25 years ago. Mm. There was a conference uh, that involved church leaders from all over the world, kind of talking about the uh, mission of the church, the vision for it. Um, some of your listeners may be familiar with it, the Lambeth Conference. Mm. And at the end of this conference, there was an East African bishop who was speaking with some of the other people there. And he said, you know, this is all wonderful stuff. I'm very enthusiastic. I'm excited about it. But I cannot go back to my people and try to share the hope of the gospel when they are literally starving to death. And ah, he, yes. he said, empty stomachs make for clogged up ears, meaning that no matter how exciting or life-giving something is going to be. It's really hard to comprehend that and focus on that when you do not know where your next meal is coming from. That is such a practical example that certainly our listeners aren't going to, most of them aren't going to be able to connect with on the large scale. But I think we've all had moments, my wife's an educator, she Mm -hmm. will tell you all the time, that children's ability to listen have a lot of influence from other areas. One particularly is what type of nutrition they have, how they are when they come to school and that sort of thing. We know that on a micro level and some areas of the United States on a larger level. But certainly, as we're talking about some of the areas that Five Talents focuses in, Mm -hmm. this idea of food insecurity is not just a a pocket thing. It's an everywhere thing. Yeah. And it was out of that statement, that idea that Five Talents was kind of born um, with the mission of how do we empower the global church to meaningfully respond to the impacts of extreme poverty? Um, And so we work in nine countries around the world. Uh, Most of them are in East. Africa. A lot of these places are have a lot of post-conflict or internal conflict. Um, the people who we serve live on less than a dollar ninety a day. A lot of the people who are a part of our programs are widows, um, single moms with four to six children that they're trying to provide for. Um, and that's just kind of one of the results of being some of these places that, that have a lot of conflict, a lot of war that they've been uh, dealing with. And so what we do, our mission is to transform, li- transform lives through economic empowerment. Mm. And so we partner with local churches and we bring literacy training, business training to the men and women living in these communities so that they can find sustainable pathways out of poverty. And the way that this works, we will have a five talents trainer who lives right there in that community. So it's not me, Sarah Herndon, or one of my coworkers going there. It is somebody who is right there in that community who um, recruits and facilitates a community savings group. That's where all of this training happens. And so if you can imagine, uh, you know, a group of neighbors who meet together in this group, they learn how to read and write because a lot of these men and women who are a part of our programs, um, they haven't had a formal education or any kind of education. So they don't know they're illiterate. Um, So they learn how to read and write. They learn how to count, how to make change, how to save very small bits of money, um, you know, 50 cents a week even. Um, And eventually they learn how to start and manage their own small business. And this is, I mean, as I was looking at your website, you mentioned nine countries, I believe you mm-hmm, said, but I mean, mm-hmm. mostly in East Africa, you said, but yeah. I mean, you're, you're also in Bolivia, if I have that yes, right, yes. but all the way to say to Myanmar yep, in that way. Yep. And while there are some things that are 
the same. There's a whole lot of cultural differences. Do you yes. find, though, that this this particular approach is one that is transcultural and helping people understand how to resonate, how God cares about them, and, and as they're able to make their way farther out of the issue of poverty, then their ears become a little more unclogged, to go back to what you said? Absolutely. And I think one of the overarching goals of our organization, and it's part of our mission statement, in fact, is restoring human dignity. And some of the ways that that manifests is our approach, our model, because we want it to adapt to the community that we are in. Mm -hmm. Um, And we learn how we are supposed to do that by listening to the people who we are serving. Um, So it, it again, doesn't go back to us designing this program in a way that we feel is best for them. Why would we do that? We want to listen. Well, we do that a lot of times because we're Americans, right? And we just kind of think we... (laughs) Yeah, that was a rhetorical question. We all know. know. Well, you weren't being as direct as I was. I would just fill in the blank. How's that? Yes. Um, So that, that is one of the ways that we really try to um, restore that human dignity to empower these these men and women. Um, it is by listening to what the needs of their community are and adapting our programs accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, another way that that plays out is that within these savings groups, they decide their own constitution. They decide who they want to be the officers of that group. Um, They decide even what the interest rates are for the loans that they're giving out. So as people go through this process of learning how to start a business, part of what that looks like, you think about the show Shark Tank. Mm, Yes. uh, the, The group members are able to pitch a business idea to the members in their group. And then the group decides is this a good idea? And therefore, if it is, let's go ahead and give this group member a loan. And it is the group that decides how much that loan is. And I want to emphasize the loans that group members get, it is not five talents who is giving those loans. These loans come from a communal pot that every member in that group is giving to each week. They're precious savings. Mm-hmm. So there is a big... Um, there's just a lot of investment. And There's a sense of ownership that maybe yes. wouldn't be as high if an outside organization, whether it be from the United States or any place that's not their country, yeah. that ownership wouldn't be as large. Right. Okay. And I mean, if you think about it, if... There's a lot of um, accountability and trust that is built within these groups. And that's a big reason why, you know, if you're seeing your next door neighbor, you're probably going to follow through a little bit better. You probably want to Mm -hmm. to follow through. You you are not only uh, seeing that these people are investing in you, you want to make good on that investment. Um, And it also, it means that the loan repayment rate across our programs, it's about 95%. Um, I think... uh, (laughs) Most lending institutions would be very happy with that, yes, to say the exactly. least. Well, I want to go back to something we said a few moments ago. When we, you know, we lead it off, led off the show with the parable of the five talents. Mm-hmm. How does that actual parable that God has given to each person, and I love that term talent, because biblically it, it meant money, but mm-hmm. there's so much more to it than money. But yes. with each person, they've been giving something. How does that idea actually fit into like your business model and how what I perceive you to be doing, number one, living out the gospel, but then when they understand how this begins to work, attaching it to say, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about the gospel and where this comes from. Right, right. Yeah, there's um, a a line in, and you read it uh, when you read that passage, according to their abilities. And so when you think about that parable, you know, you have the two servants who have invested 
what they were given mm-hmm. and doubled their return. And then you have the third servant who buries it right. and doesn't do anything with it. Well, if you stop right there, it's kind of womp womp. Yeah. Uh, I actually have one of those sound effects yes, I could exactly. hit if you want. But when you really focus on the two servants that used these talents, it's a really meaningful and powerful message for people who are living in extreme poverty because they are able to see that, oh, I have talents. I have gifts. I have creativity. I have drive. Um, I can use this to change the trajectory of my life. And within these savings groups, you know, we get asked a lot, do you have to be a Christian to be a part of a five talent savings group? And the answer is no, we will give that training to anybody. And we certainly have people who join five talent savings groups who do not have a background of faith, but we have biblical principles kind of woven throughout this training um, that really let people recognize their worth and their value and how God sees them. And beyond that too, just what being a good entrepreneur is. It is not about building yourself up at the expense of everybody else. It is about learning that you can build yourself up. You can build a great business, support your family, be successful. You can also build up your neighbor. Yeah. It's not an either or. It's a both and inside of the kingdom when we begin to talk about that. And I loved your emphasis on the fact that you're helping them discover not that they lack ability or talents or gifts, but maybe they just lack this opportunity. Yep. And so you help them understand those gifts, and then you provide through a process, an organization, and they provide for each other a right. communal opportunity. Now, you mentioned that a lot of the people that you work with are women mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons you alluded to already. I don't know if my statistic here is correct, but about 80% of your participants? Correct. What does that tell you specifically about their willingness, but also their situation? Yeah. Well, I think just in a lot of the countries where we work, um, the fact of the matter is is that men just have a lot more opportunity. Um, And whether that's, you know, the opportunity to go to school, the opportunity to leave the house so that they can go to a job. So it is women who are typically staying home to take care of family members, to cook, to try to put food on the table. Um, you know, gender inequity in a lot of our, the places where we serve is a big driver for poverty. So what we see is um, domestic violence. We see gender-based violence. We see illiteracy. Um, a lot of things that can be very dark uh, sounding, but what the light is that we are seeing with that statistic of these women being a part of these programs is that they are a huge return on investment. And what I mean by that is, so these women are first coming to these savings groups, not even because they want to start a business. It is because they want to be able to put food on the table for their kids. And so they come, they join these programs, they tell their friends about these programs, their neighbors about these programs, and you see that growth. And so what these women are doing is in the midst of learning how to read and write, they are totally overturning a lot of social stigmas that you see in these communities. I mean, we have a woman named Frida who is a mother of four kids in our program in Burundi. She lived a life of alcoholism and prostitution and came out of that life after joining a savings group, was able to just turn her life around. And she is now a leader in her community and her church. Like, I mean, it's just incredible because this, and this happens a lot where you see just women able to just change their circumstances in a way and be an inspiration to other people in their in their communities. And I really appreciate that example they're using because it's an opportunity of how light 
can drive out the darkness Yes, in that, you know, it would be easy, I think, for someone to hear a story and say, oh, this person was in prostitution Mm -hmm. and to draw some conclusions that, frankly, are completely inaccurate. Right. Because in our culture, when we think about prostitution, we think about it through the lenses of there's so many other opportunities to survive. Yes. Why would you choose this one? Yes. Now, again, that even has some some wrong implications in our culture. Mm-hmm. But certainly when you think about other particular cultures with the context that you've just shared, right. illiteracy, not opportunities, the ways of providing are limited. Yep. And so when you are desperate, when you have those moments and you don't see other opportunities and you're not yet have seen the light that God can bring in this. Of yes. course, we, we look at that. And so I, for me, that was just super helpful, by the way, in just being able to understand the depth of darkness, the depth of the lack of opportunity, and the and the wonderful things that Five Talents are doing in providing these groups together and, and many other things that you do. So again, just stop for a moment, you know, continue listening. But when this is done, go to www.fivetalents.org to learn more. Uh, 25 years, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. What have you seen God do over these past 25 years, maybe highlight, but even more so, you know, 25 years of the past and God's done great things. God is the God of the past. He's God of now and he's God of the future as well. Mm-hmm. What are you, what are you seeing right now during this year and what you hope to see happen? Yeah, it's, it's an exciting time for our organization. Uh, you know, 25 years is a, is a really exciting milestone. And in that time, as you said in the beginning, it's been over 1.4 million family members who have benefited from these programs. Um, about 95,000 plus businesses have developed out of these programs. Um, and we, what some of that looks like too, other other numbers to share with you is that means tens of thousands of kids who now have nutritious meals or mm. are able to go to school and otherwise might not have been able to. Um, women, thousands of women who are now in these positions of leadership in their communities. Um, and that is wonderful. And we just want to continue expanding on that. And so uh, we want to move into new countries. We hope that in the next five years, we are able to uh, expand into three new countries. Um, Now, for our listeners who may say, hey, are you able to tell us that so we can pray specifically? If you're not, that's okay. You know, that is, well, I... I think I probably I totally put you on the spot. So that's okay. (laughs) So if you're listening, you're like, I want to pray for that. Know that there's three countries out there. Yes, And and honestly, a a lot of it is still just in the works. Um, You know, we're speaking with, as I said earlier, we partner with local churches. So we're Mm -hmm. speaking with church leaders there, figuring out how we can implement those those programs. Um, Because there are a lot of factors that we take into account, of course. Um, But you can absolutely be praying for that. I appreciate that. Um, And what that would mean, too, is that we want to also, just double the number of people who are able to join these groups. So each year we have about 10,000 men and women who join savings groups, brand new men and women who join savings group. We would like that to be 20,000. And 10,000 is a massive number. 20,000 is even a larger number than that. And certainly to, to accomplish those things, people not just there have to get involved, but people on this side of the equation, mm-hmm. wherever you're listening to this too, I mean, you could be listening to this in England. I don't know, yeah. but you know, need to get involved. So let's talk about that in the last minute or so. How can people get involved, right? And support the kingdom work of five talents. Obviously we've given the prayer point, pray for these new countries, but mm-hmm. maybe some other ways that they can pray for men and women. 
as yes. we move forward and yes. you move forward. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, absolutely be praying for, for the men and women who are a part of these programs, um, who have a lot of odds stacked against them. And, and, uh, we are just grateful that we can, uh, provide these programs that they can give them that sustainable pathway out of poverty. Um, we get requests all the time from church leaders, from bishops in these countries, because we work through the local churches there who want to bring these programs to their regions. Mm. Um, we cannot keep up with those requests. We would love to, and you all can be a part of that. So you can go to our website. There's opportunities to give certainly, um, but other ways too, if you belong to a church and would like to get your church involved, I would love to talk with you. I would love to share more about this. So you mm-hmm. are welcome to contact me. Um, if you would like to volunteer with us. We, you know, just as we want the men and women who are part of these programs to tap into their God-given talents, you have those too. We would love for you to be able to utilize those uh, to help further our mission. So there's, there's, and, and as we said, just absolutely be praying for it as well. Oh, well, just thank you. And I always enjoy learning more about the how the gospel's making a way, but certainly there are times where once again in our conversation that uh, I'm having with someone like, oh, God, you are so great and you're so good yes. and you do things measurably more than we can ask or imagine. And and thank you for being a part of this. And, and thank our listeners, you know, for, for taking a moment and listening today, whether you've caught it here on the radio or you're catching it later on the podcast. Don't let this moment pass you by. Hear what's been said. Hear what God is doing in other places. And ask this question, God, how would you like me to be a part of this? It's amazing how God answers sometimes. Sometimes he says, I want you to pray for it. Sometimes he says, hey, I want you to go to the website, learn more about and volunteer. Sometimes he says, hey, I want you to go to the website and give. Sometimes he says, I want you to leave your career in marketing and go work at fivetalents.org, right? <laughs> uh, it, it looks different for each of us, but God does have a plan. And so if you've heard today and you've just been challenged by something, want to learn more, of course, you can go to fivetalents.org. You can send an email directly to Sarah. Her email is Sarah Herndon. That's Sarah with an H, S-A-R-A-H. So then another H, Herndon, as in the city in Virginia, Sarah Herndon at five talents.org. Of course, if you want to talk to us at WAVA and you have a question of that sort of stuff, the best way to get a hold of me or anyone you like to is to send an email to comment at wava.com. We'll get back to you. Maybe you just want to talk to me in person. That's great. You can call me right here at Christian Fellowship Church, 703-729-3900. Again, Sarah, thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you. And thank you listeners for taking this moment to be reminded once again, it is the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.